in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. It's time for five minutes of physical, and this week we're going to learn how to improve our skin with experts Zarina Dell and Manisha Morgan. Welcome back, ladies. Hi there, ladies. Hello. Nice to see you again. Good to see you too. Thanks for joining us again from across the world. <laughs> All right, so when it comes to our skin, what should we be doing now? Well, the skin is the largest organ that we have, and it plays a vital role towards our health. So it's really important that we look after it. And as we age, it's even more important that we take the right precautions to try to stay youthful as possible. So there are several factors that influence your skin health. And one of them is obviously nutrition, which we'll talk about in a minute. But first, we quite often sometimes forget to think about the effect of our lifestyle has on our health and on our skin. So, you know, poor diet, poor lifestyle, inactivity, lots of processed foods, alcohol, you know, all of those things have an impact on your skin. So it's really important that you reconsider all of those. And obviously hydration is very important. Lack of sleep and stress is a big one. We always think that stress probably because we can't see or we can't feel it, it probably doesn't impact us. But actually that sometimes results in you don't eat properly, you don't sleep well, you know, you just don't look after yourself. And then you kind of see the signs of the stress showing on your skin. So those are like some lifestyle factors that we need to take into consideration. Now, in terms of nutrition, uh, you know what they say, but you are what you eat, right? You are what you eat. So there are several things that we can do to improve our skin health, you know, increase that glow, keep your skin youthful looking. So there's three main things, really. There's eating enough healthy fats. So some women in particular uh, are afraid to eat fat because we still believe that eating fat makes us fat, but actually healthy fats form a really important part of our diet and really, really important for our skin health. So examples of healthy fats include oily fish, so salmon, mackerel, anchovies, avocados, seeds and nuts all form healthy fats and we need to include them in our diet. And if you are a vegetarian and you don't eat any type of fish or anything, then it's important to take an omega-3 supplement to get the benefits that you would get from the oily fish. Then fruit and vegetables are another food group that we tend not to eat enough of, especially vegetables. You know, we all have our own interpretation of what I eat enough vegetables are. (laughs) If people saw the amount of vegetables I eat in one meal, they would be like, oh my God, that's like two meals worth. But you know, it's really important because they're high in vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. And we really need those for many, many things apart from other than just skin health. So make sure that you eat plenty of fruit and vegetables. Ideally balance out the vegetables. The ratio of vegetables should be more than than the fruit, just simply because of the fiber content. And then the final one is protein. So many, many, many people take collagen to improve their skin and hair health, which collagen is a form of protein. 
But actually, what we really need is to eat protein in the food form because as we age we need more protein and most people as it is don't eat enough protein so it's really important to keep that protein in every single meal so always go for food first before supplements because food will also bring along lots of lots of other benefits as well as just the um, you know helping you with your skin health as well we live in a very kind of modern world at the moment where our lifestyles sometimes take a bit of a back seat because we want all all the luxuries that the modern world offers you know this 24 hour eating we can do everything at the touch of a button we don't even need to leave our house anymore now so it's really just important just to make sure that we stay active we eat well we look after our mental health as well as our physical health try and reduce stress really easy to say but what i always say to people is identify the triggers of stress and try to implement some uh, strategies to manage your stress levels and sleep because sleep is so so important and don't forget to stay hydrated especially in the cold weather and all of that will in turn help our skin to remain youthful and glowing and healthy well we'll do anything to look like you because you look real good good. i was gonna ask you about the collagen because i know a lot of people take it do you think it's a good supplement not that it can replace the nutrients we're putting in our body do you recommend doing so or do you think if you eat well that's enough as we get older in terms of collagen it's a really hot topic and i do speak about this quite a lot so most women find that when they take collagen they see a difference right they will see a difference because what they are doing is consuming a form of protein but actually the reason why they're seeing a difference is because they're not eating enough in the first place of the real food Hmm. and collagen isn't cheap it's really expensive so with collagen i would say always 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 go for the protein first it's a lot easier to take a supplement i know because it's just one little pill but honestly by eating real foods you get all the other nutrients that come alongside it as well so if you are eating enough protein and you don't see the benefits that you want to see then fine then go ahead and purchase collagen but i would always stick to food first Yeah, I love this so much. And I cannot wait for next week because we're going to hear all about the holistic beauty secrets. Sign us up. And if you want more tips, follow the Face and Body Academy on Instagram. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. All right, Mongols, it's time to talk five minutes of finance with Alison Long-Patine. Have you ever had that idea that's been itching at you or that passion that you know is the perfect business to start? Well, she is back to tell us how to do just that. Allison, what are the practical steps to starting a business? Well, today we're going to get down to brass tacks. So last few weeks, we've been talking about mindset and kind of more philosophical and ideation. And and today we're just going to lay it out there in terms of some tangible things that everyone can do. I think the number one thing or the first thing, if you're really serious about starting a business is the basics of picking a name. I mean, something like that can be so pedestrian, but at the same time, like so important. And especially in this day and age where names are so rare to come across because every domain is taken. So number one thing is just go to GoDaddy or Google domains and try and find a domain name and a company name for yourself. That's step one. So I would say once you have a name, then you want to think about actually developing or acquiring an entity. You want to incorporate, if you will. So what you want to do is decide 
do you want to be an LLC? Do you want to be a C Corp? Do you want to be a B Corp? There are a lot of resources out there. The one resource that I would recommend that has both documents and content is CoolyGo, www.cooleygo.com. There's a plethora of startup documents. They also have financing documents, but then they also have a whole resource section of blogs and content around how to make these sorts of decisions. And then alongside that process of creating an entity is finding a good lawyer or someone who can give you business or legal advice. You may not need to pay a lawyer to do all of the incorporation documents up front, but you probably have someone in your network that can at least give you a little bit of guidance along the way. And then once it does start getting serious, then you probably do want to have a lawyer look over the documents to make sure everything's in check. But you can hold off on that for a while. It's always good to have those people in your network, though. And then one of the things I think that people get stuck around is how do you then execute the company? How do you go build it or how do you scale it? And we have a nonprofit sister organization, which is called Stella Labs. They offer a lot of programming for women at any stages, even if you're the very beginning or you're generating revenue and you want to grow that revenue. There's virtual accelerators, you know, there's mentoring hours and there's other programs like that out there. It's not just Stella, but if you can look for resources like this, then you won't be so alone in your journey of trying to build the company. You know, along the way, I think building a website, getting a logo and today it's very, very easy to do this stuff. You can go to Squarespace or Wix and get a generic website that you can customize yourself. And then a logo, you can outsource that. And I also think it depends on what type of business you're starting. So are you starting a business where you're selling a product? Are you selling a service, right? Are you a consultant? Are you providing a service? Are you providing some sort of like charging for your time? Is it very research heavy? Is it software? And depending on what type of business you're starting, then you can build next steps based on what you're selling essentially, right? Or what you're providing. And then I think finally, one thing that we didn't talk about is having a social media presence, a presence in general. Like today, so much of how we consume content, how we find out about things is through social media. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not cool enough to be on TikTok, but you know, I, I like see there. I see there, Allison. No, I see there. Like you said, I love that you guys have programs like Stella Labs that help and give resources and that it's virtual is huge because, you know, you can do it from anywhere. I mean, as we've talked about, having that support really does make a difference and it doesn't seem as daunting when you have others kind of helping you and reading you on. So that's awesome that you guys do that. And we, just on the last point of social, you know, we have to be our own advocates. We've got to speak up for ourselves. And so the best people to promote ourselves is ourselves. We're inherently shy about doing that, but it's part of the business. And so the more that we can feel comfortable and, and the more we can authentically feel comfortable, so we don't have to do it in the same way as everyone else in terms of self-promotion. I think that's very important. Yeah, this is so, so helpful. Thank you so much. Mongols, stick around. Next week, we're going to talk funding and venture capital. It may sound daunting and scary, but Allison will explain all the options and why it doesn't have to be. So stick around. See you next week. Mommy! Mommy! <sighs> Mongols, welcome back. It's time to talk five minutes of emotions. And Raquel and I are here to talk about the last time that we ugly cried. 
It's been a while, but when it happens, man, you can't turn those faucets off. You reach that breaking point and it just flows. So I'll share mine first. Recently, I had some things going on with my eyes and made me very nervous and worried. So I went to the eye doctor and the appointment didn't go as well as planned. And so on that drive home, my eyes are dilated, mind you. So they like already hurt and my pupils are huge. But then I just started sobbing in the car. I was by myself, thankfully. But I was able to get through that by putting on a little bit of Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yes. So I don't even think the kids, Andrew, even knew that I cried because Tay-Tay helped me through it. And by the time I walked inside, all was well. You were good. I was good. Music help. It's scary though. Unfortunately, we are getting older. You know, like in my brain, I'm 24, but we're not anymore. And health and things start popping up in our own lives. And it's scary, especially as a mother, when you have people that you take care of, that's a lot to process and a lot to take in, but all has now checked out. Correct. All is checked out. So positive thoughts that it all stays that way. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you're healthy and everything is good, but it's that waiting game, right? Where it's like, this could be something. And you're like, what could it be? Oh my God. You know, our brain goes to the worst. So yeah. Yeah. And then like sometimes in the medical field, they say terms and you're like, oh, that doesn't sound very good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, but all is good. All is good. How about you? When was the last time you, um, The last time I saw, definitely the month of November. The month of November was a very, very trying month. I was under a lot of deadlines for the book. There was a lot happening on the family front, very personally. And then our really good friend passed away. And I'm trying to not use the term passed away. I'm trying to use the term passed through because I feel like away is like they're gone. So I'm trying to rephrase that. So our family friend passed through and it was like two weeks. It went to the ER thinking he had badass reflux and then like his blood levels were off. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, you have cancer and we can't, you know, the next week we can't do chemo. So it was just very fast Yeah, and very, yeah, definitely. I think a week of ugly crying, (laughs) but as I stated, we're getting older. And I really am like, this isn't going to go away. Sadly, our parents, ourselves, I've had friends who've lost spouses, like it's just going to be life. And so I think in the grand scheme of things, it's how do I still find joy despite everything going on? How do I compartmentalize? I have kids that are relying on me that I have to keep it together. You know, life goes on. And so I got to keep it together for them. And I also have deadlines for work and, and a project that matters to me. You really do kind of have to find ways to compartmentalize and still go on as you're hurting because life doesn't stop for you. And so November was a lot. And I'm a more of a Motown gal. So oh, look. by the five stair steps, I Google always goes playing OOH child. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and it's that jam like, oh, child, things are going to get easy. That's a good one. Yeah. I like to put yeah. it on in the mornings a lot as the girls are getting ready. Say I've had like a stressful morning. I put it on yeah, and yeah. it just gives me hope that things are going to get easier and things are going to get better. And I feel better. I feel a lot better after I ugly cry. Do you? Oh, 
for sure. It's kind of like that release that your body, yes. just, you just need to get yeah. it out, whatever that is. Yeah. Let it out. Let it out, ladies. All right. Listen to the music to help heal. It heals everything. And you guys stick around next week because we are talking about our favorite person. She's the best. She's everything. Miss Dolly Parton. We'll be talking about our love for Dolly. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. All right, mom goals. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Want more mom goal? Follow us on Instagram at mom goal. And don't forget to leave us a review.